Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. Folks, I am very excited uh, for this episode to welcome our friend, Glenn Kirshner, host of Justice Matters and MSNBC legal analyst, back to Woke AF to give us, let me tell you something, this is a thorough, thorough review of where Donald Trump's cases, all of his legal woes and drama stand as we prepare, I don't know, I'm not holding my breath, folks, because I don't want to pass out, for whether or not Donald Trump is going to be indicted. Is it going to come from Georgia or the Georgia white Republican politicians going to fire Fonnie Willis from her job because, you know, they don't want their good old buddy indicted? Is it going to come from New York because the Manhattan DA has called him in for an optional interview before they drop an indictment? Is it going to come from the federal government? Probably not because Merrick Garland is pretty much a jellyfish. So coming up next, my in-depth conversation with 30-year former federal prosecutor Glenn Kirshner. Folks, I am very excited uh, for the first week launch, relaunch of Woke AF to welcome back our friend, uh, former federal prosecutor, MSNBC legal analyst, and the host of Justice Matters, Glenn Kirshner, uh, onto Woke AF to bring us the latest rundown on all of the legal news that is plaguing Donald Trump that is currently plaguing Fox News and where we stand in our hunt for indictments. Glenn, um, it's been a while, so it's wonderful to, uh, to, to have you back. Um, let's start with New York, where I am right now. Uh, just recently, we have an announcement that comes down from the Manhattan District Attorney. Now, you know all too well that I've gone hard on Alvin Bragg since he came into uh, the position as district attorney because 
I thought that Cy Vance had things set up and ready to go. Alvin Bragg comes in, pumps the brakes, two high-level prosecutors quit um, because they say that they wanted to move forward with an indictment. Alvin Bragg said, nope, we're not ready. Now we've seen over the last couple of months an about face of sorts. Talk to us about the latest news that everyone saw, which is that the Manhattan District Attorney now is inviting, I use that in quotation marks, Donald Trump in for a quote unquote interview. What does this mean? Yeah, the backstory of how Alvin Bragg got to this place is really curious and contorted. And, you know, we could engage in some informed speculation about what the heck has gone on thus far. But, you know, yesterday the New York Times broke a story that gives us a concrete indication of where the grand jury investigation into Donald Trump's hush money payments of Stormy Daniels is right now. And it looks like it is very close to being indicted. Danielle, we've both been fooled before. We've Mm -hmm. both been let down before. But let's talk about what this reporting means. So the New York Times said that Alvin Bragg's prosecutors reached out to Donald Trump's legal team and invited him to appear before the grand jury this week. What does that mean? Okay. First of all, Donald Trump is the target of this criminal investigation. He's the person that the prosecutors are intending to indict. So that means they won't subpoena him because you don't subpoena the target of an investigation because a subpoena is a court order. It is a compulsion order saying you must appear and you must testify. Well, the target of the investigation has a Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. So he or she does not have to testify. They just plead the fifth, which is why prosecutors don't generally subpoena the target of an investigation. But here's what we do. Mm -hmm. We will invite them to come down and appear before the grand jury, not require them, not compel them. But what we say to them and we deliver a specific letter to them, I'll talk about that letter in a minute. We say we are inviting you to appear before the grand jury and provide your side of the story. Because maybe the prosecutors got it wrong. Maybe you didn't commit any of these crimes. Maybe we're looking at all of this evidence incorrectly. So we're inviting you to come in, set the record straight, tell your side of the story. Now, 98 times out of 100, defendants decline the invitation. They're not going to come and lay themselves bare under oath in the grand jury when the only person in there is the prosecutor grilling them, asking them questions, right? Every once Mm -hmm. in a while, a a defendant will do it because he or she thinks they can talk their way out of it in the grand jury. Rarely does that um, work to a defendant's or a target's advantage. So this letter we deliver, I tell this story because I think it's cute. (laughs) We call this invitation letter a May West letter. We've been calling it that for decades. Why do we call it a May West letter? Well, people of a certain age, me, maybe not you, mm-hmm. um, remember the movie star Mae West from the 30s and the 40s. She was the queen of the one-liners at one point in time in Hollywood. Great actress, funny. And she has a number of famous lines. One of her most famous lines is she's standing in a, in a bar with a, a gentleman who's in uniform. She says, yeah, I always did like a man in uniform. Why don't you come up and see me sometime?" That's the famous oh. May West. Oh, I know West. that line. Yeah, that's, a fa- that's the famous May West line. 
So what have prosecutors called this letter that we deliver inviting a defendant to see the grand jury? A May West letter. Why don't you come up and see the grand jury sometime? Now, nobody's asking prosecutors to play comedy clubs anytime soon, but Mm-mm. somebody thought that was cute back in the day. So they name it a May West letter. So we only deliver that kind of a letter at the absolute tail end of the grand jury investigation because we wanted to develop all of the evidence through the testimony. We wanted to subpoena all the documents and business records to the grand jury. We wanted to have it all in hand when we question the target if the target chooses to testify. As I say, they generally don't. So this this gives us the informed opinion that they are right at the end of the grand jury investigation because inviting the target to testify is the last thing we do. And frankly, Danielle, we only do it if we know there's enough evidence to indict and this is the last base we touch. So concretely, this is a pretty good indication that we could see an indictment of Donald Trump soon, at least on the hush money payments. Okay. So that's what I, that's what I was going to follow up with, which is, this is with regard to what Michael Cohen essentially became famous for, what he also went to jail for, right? Which is using the use of campaign finance money in order to pay off Stormy Daniels, a high class escort, um, in order to keep her quiet. Correct? Correct. So we know that all of this became very much reality TV when Stormy Daniels hired her attorney, Michael Cohen, then decides to flip on Donald Trump. Um, tell us what would a trial look like? Because this is, these are criminal charges. This is separate and apart from what Tish James has been doing as New York AG. This is separate and apart. Her, her case is a civil one against the, or against Trump organization for reclamation of, you know, upwards to a quarter of a billion dollars. Right. So just remind us what the criminal, uh, uh, possibility is here. What, what I'm, excuse me, what the criminal charge would be from the Manhattan DA. It's a great question. And one that's really hard to answer because we don't know what kind of evidence was developed as a result of the prosecution of the Trump organization, the very successful prosecution convicted on all counts for running a 15-year-long criminal scheme to defraud in the first degree, basically a massive tax fraud scheme being run by the Trump organization. And we're still scratching our heads as to why Donald Trump wasn't charged in that case. But what I'm confident of is that case probably produced a whole bunch of evidence that might be why we see Alvin Bragg having jump-started this Mm -hmm. other criminal Mm -hmm. case against Donald Trump. That, coupled with the fact that, remember, Congress finally got its hands on Donald Trump tax returns, Mm -hmm. and some of the reporting is that these hush money payments were taken as business expenses on his federal taxes and his state taxes. That adds additional crimes to the hush money payment. So when you ask, what are the charges? Really hard to say. The one obvious charge that's been kicked around a lot in the media is falsifying business records because Michael Cohen ginned up for Donald Trump 
a bunch of false documents, making this look like it was part of Michael Cohen's legal services, when in fact it was a hush money payoff to hide deeply damaging information from the American voters. And here's the thing, falsifying business records in New York is a misdemeanor unless it is done in furtherance of or to conceal other crimes. So I don't know what an indictment is going to include, but I have a feeling it's going to include several charges as a result of additional evidence that has come to light since Alvin Bragg first looked like he was killing the Trump investigation. So really hard to predict exactly what the indictment will include, but I suspect it will include more than, you know, just one or two minor charges. I think he's probably going to build on on those hush money payment charges. So there could be a possibility of multiple indictments coming down because each of whatever the suspected criminal acts are would require their own indictment. This is not, it wouldn't just be one blanket. A great legal question. So there is a doctrine called joinder and severance. Joinder means prosecutors will try to bring all related charges in one indictment and try them all together. But there are lots of legal niceties that um, dictate when you can join charges together. And if the defense doesn't want them joined together, they'll file a motion to sever, joinder and severance. They'll try to break them all apart into separate trials. So one of the things that we will learn when we hopefully see the first indictment drop soon is how many related charges has Alvin Bragg been able to join together in one indictment and how many might have to come in a separate indictment because they're not sufficiently related to the hush money payments. These are all sort of fine-tuned legal decisions and tactical decisions that I'm sure Bragg's prosecution team is making as we speak. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Switching gears, the big breaking news, at least on Earth One, as I like to call it, with regard to the Dominion uh, case and against Fox News, is all of the depositions that have now been made public, where Fox King, CEO, Rupert Murdoch, essentially threw all of his uh, famous faces uh, and voices underneath the bus. 
We have now seen, Glenn, a treasure trove of text messages uh, exchanging. Um, this is, this is, folks, a defamation lawsuit that Dominion has filed in around, I think it's $1.6 billion against Fox News for their false um, coverage with regard to the fact that Dominion had something to do with stealing the election from Donald Trump. In the treasure trove of text messages in Rupert Murdoch's own testimony, I guess uh, his own his own deposition uh, under oath, he says, oh, no, we knew that the election wasn't stolen. And, oh, I should have done something sooner, maybe before January 6th. Who knows? Um, Glenn, I want to get your thoughts on what the public outside of the Fox, you know, sphere, because they're not covering this at all. Um, what the public has learned. And in your opinion, does Dominion have a really strong case here? Dominion has an incredibly strong case. Defamation cases are often difficult to prove because you have to prove actual malice. You have to prove that either these anchors and executives were recklessly disregarding the truth of what they were putting on air or even beyond that, that they were intentionally sponsoring lies. And here's the thing, Danielle, as you say, these text messages and emails, and then there was a Zoom meeting that was reported out by Peter Baker of the New York Times, who got a hand, got his hands on a Zoom recording of the, the Fox executives and Fox anchors in the days after the election talking about how they had messed up by correctly calling the election for Joe Biden, right? Mm -hmm. And what I said is, you know, that would be like a bunch of surgeons getting together for an emergency meeting after an operation and saying, how did we mess up by saving the patient? I mean, mm -mm. that's kind of what Fox News was saying. We messed up by calling the election correctly, but it hurt our revenue stream. So we have to start lying about things. This defamation suit is so strong that I think the evidence has blown right past recklessness and Dominion will be able to fairly easily prove actual intentional lying. Because as Rupert Murdoch said, it ain't about the blue and it ain't about the red. It's about the green. So I think the only thing left to decide is what are Dominion's damages? In other mm -hmm. words, how much money should Fox be made to pay? I cannot imagine Fox will go to trial. I have a feeling they will settle. And the question is, do they get $1.6 Do they get more in punitive damages? Do they get less because they can't prove the valuation of the damage that Fox did to Dominion voting systems? But I think liability is a lock, and it's going to be all about the amount of the judgment that Fox has to pay to Dominion. So here, I have a couple of questions, right? Because I'm not a lawyer. I just play one on the podcast because I started to really think about this, Glenn. And I said to myself, if Dominion is able to prove malicious intent, which is essentially what the Zoom call, the text messages, they knew who Sidney Powell was when they were putting her on the air. They themselves called her a crackpot. Yeah. A Looney Tunes, and they put her on the air to spout her conspiracy theories. One, my first question is, what does the Department of Justice do with this information, knowing that 
Had Fox News not been the megaphone of Donald Trump and the big lie, would the insurrection have gotten the legs that it had? Because what you would have had, and I, I'm not, I'm not taking Donald Trump's tweet and all of his lies on social media, uh, off the table. I'm adding on Fox megaphone of hour after hour for the election from then until January 6th, ginning up the very people who would arrive at the Capitol to then try and overthrow a free and fair election. So what, if anything, that's my first question, does the Department of Justice do if this case is cited in Dominion's favor? Well, this is probably going to come as no shock to you, but my opinion is DOJ will do exactly nothing. Um, Now, I'm not saying that there is criminal liability that could be easily proved based on Fox's lies that obviously inspired violence. But I'm also not saying that we should just throw up our hands and say, nothing we can do about it. Freedom of the press, freedom of speech. We can't prove a connection, a direct connection between uh, Fox's lies and the violence on January 6th. But here's what here's what really ticks me off. I believe that there are things the executive branch could do. I Hmm. believe there are regulations the FCC could enact. I believe there are executive orders Joe Biden could sign in the name of protecting our democracy and protecting the American people that could begin to chip away at what we have abdicated for years, which is that, you know what, Fox and other faux news agencies can lie as much as they want, can sponsor as much hate speech as they want, even when that hate speech is reasonably likely to incite imminent violence. There's just nothing we can do about it. You know what? That is not a satisfactory answer because that's the answer that's gotten us here. Let me just add this, Danielle. Mm -hmm. Do you think the Republicans, and we have broad sweeping First Amendment speech protection and First Amendment uh, freedom of the press protection. I love it. I embrace it. I welcome it. But it can't be unlimited. No. There's a test called the Brandenburg test Mm -hmm. that tests when speech enjoys First Amendment protection, even hate speech or it loses First Amendment protection. And it says basically, if speech is likely to and intended to inspire imminent lawless conduct, it doesn't enjoy First Amendment protection. And people will say, but you can't prove it was intended to. Maybe you can prove it was likely to, because that's an objective standard. And so what we do, Danielle, is year after year, We see hate speech that's inciting violence and we say, oh, Brandenburg test 50 years ago, too high a bar. We can never overcome it. So we do nothing. Do you think the Republicans sit around and say, we want to revoke women's constitutional privacy? Come on. But but Roe versus Wade, 50 year old precedent. Nothing we can do. Bullshit. What they do is they pass forward leaning legislation in the states. They sign BS executive orders. They promulgate regulations and they try to take away our rights. Donald Trump had to go through four Muslim bans with executive orders before he could push it through the courts. Why? Why? 
Are we not doing the same thing? Why is Joe Biden not doing the same thing for good? Signing forward-leaning executive orders, trying to protect the American people, go into court and defend them. And if you lose, you go back, you learn the lesson of the loss based on what the court said. Mm -hmm. You rewrite it. You rewrite it. You retool it. it, And you do it again. Donald Trump did that for evil. We can do it for good, but we refuse to because we are the ones who throw up our hands and say, 50-year-old precedent, nothing we can do. Well, you know what? Precedent changes with the times. If it didn't, we would still be living with Plessy versus Ferguson. Come on, folks. Get off your asses and do it. Be forward-leaning. Be aggressive. Go into the courts. Don't, Don't be afraid of the legal challenges. Embrace them. And that's what we need to do on the gun, on the proliferation Mm -hmm. of guns front. That's what we need to do on the hate speech inspiring violence front. We need to be forward leaning the way the Republicans are for evil. We can be forward leaning for good. I'm not advocating violating the Constitution. And I think and I think that everything that you're saying is 100 percent right. And all the things that we've been screaming from the rooftop since Donald Trump came down that escalator, since he started with his executive order, since he started with policies that were reprehensible and enough to have Amnesty International look at America and say, you know what? I think that you're doing something a little wrong here, right? Uh, Enough for us to be referred to as a backsliding democracy. It's like you have to, if they are leaning in on hate and you are not doubling down on good, then I don't know what we're doing, right? I I, I honestly don't because my feeling, Glenn, is that when I'm seeing this Dominion case unfold and I'm saying to myself, if I'm the Department of Justice and I'm the Department Department of Civil Rights and I'm saying, you know what? If this is ruled in Dominion's favor— then we have probable cause to begin an investigation into Fox News and how they helped incite a, a riot, how they helped tr- it, uh, be the arm. Because as as all of these papers lay out, it shows that Fox News, Fox was not there as analysts. They were not there as journalists reporting what was happening. They were an extension of the campaign. They and were an extension of the administration. Tucker Carlson is still doing it. Yes, with his piecemealing of the coverage, the video, the videotapes that Kevin McCarthy gave him. And I said, why did Kevin McCarthy, Glenn, still have 40,000 hours of that video footage in his possession? Why was that not in the possession of the Department of Justice? Well, it was in the possession of the Capitol Police. And I guess Congress had possession of it, courtesy of the J6 investigation. So I think once Congress has it, they have it. And when the leadership changed hands, I use the term leadership loosely when it comes to Kevin McCarthy. Come on. You know, he decided to use it for evil, period. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. 
Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. The other thing that has been gnawing at me, and again, I'm not an attorney, but if Fox is caught red-handed lying about the election and has to pay out billions of dollars to Dominion in the end, if it all, if it all goes the way that justice should, tell me whether or not you think that it is a possibility that Fox would then be held liable in some type of way for COVID deaths and spreading the lies about COVID being a hoax, about COVID being a, 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 a democratic, uh, trick. And that because of their consistent lies, a quarter of the population remained unvaccinated and they contributed to the deaths of a million Americans. Yeah, I think civil liability, if they can um, mine Fox for discovery and get the kind of evidence of intentional lies about COVID the way they found about the election, um, I do think civil liability is is something that people could pursue. The challenge is the element of causation, right? Did Fox's lies cause or directly contribute to a particular person's death? That's a tough element to prove. Mm -hmm. Now, it's going to be easier, somewhat easier in the civil context because the standard is just a preponderance of the evidence, 51% more likely than not. I have actually argued that Donald Trump and company have criminal liability for COVID deaths because they had a duty to -hmm. protect the public. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the law of involuntary manslaughter says if you engage in a grossly negligent act or you have a duty to act and protect the public and you fail to do that and that failure is grossly negligent. We know Donald Trump's failure was intentional because he lied to the American people about it. And if your grossly negligent conduct was reasonably likely to result in death or serious bodily injury to another, check. And the third element is that your grossly negligent conduct thereby caused the death of another. That's the sticking point, right? Causation. How can you? Well, it's important to know that in the law, causation is defined as your conduct being a substantial factor in bringing about death. Not that you killed them, not that you shot them or strangled them or bludgeoned them or stabbed them. Your conduct of lying to the American people, mocking reporters when they protected themselves by wearing masks, your conduct was a substantial factor in bringing about death. Therefore, the causation element is satisfied. I know we're doing Crim Law 101 now, but I actually have maintained all along that Trump and Mike Pence as the head of the Coronavirus Task Force and Jared Kushner, liar that he was, let's let it run rampant through the, the, the United States because it's killing more blue voters than red voters. I think they have criminal exposure 
for involuntary manslaughter, but that's just from an old career homicide prosecutor. Okay. Oh, Glenn, how I wish that your title was attorney general. Um, because I just, I need somebody with a backbone. They'd all be indicted. Somebody, I can tell you. They would all be indicted. Win, lose, or draw. They would all be indicted. If you're interested, I have a documentary that just premiered on Peacock. Yes, please. Who, who Killed Robert Wan? The reason I raised this is because three privileged, connected, influential men covered up the murder of this young Asian American lawyer named Robert Wan, found dead in their guest room. And they said, we don't know what happened. They covered it up. For years, I investigated them. They thought they got away with it. I said, I don't care if I can't prove who killed Robert Wan. I'm charging you all with a conspiracy to cover it up, obstruction of justice and tampering with evidence, because that's what you do for victims. That's how you, you lean forward and you bring cases that you might not win. The reason I mention it, and I'm, this is a case that is near and dear to my heart. It's a two-part documentary that just premiered on Peacock Streaming. There is a tip line because these three men who covered up the crime of, Robert, of murdering Robert Wan, they did it in 2006. They've run their mouths. And I hope somebody will drop a dime. Somebody will call in the tip line, talk to our homicide detective who's still at the police department in Washington, D.C., and say, I've got some information. So you can help us answer the question, who killed Wonderful. Robert Wan? Oh, Glenn, thank you so much. Um, thank you for that, uh, which folks do check it out on Peacock, the two-part uh, series. And Glenn, thank you as always for making the time to join Woke AF, particularly during our relaunch week um, with iHeart. We just, we appreciate you, your voice, your analysis, um, and your fierce compassion for justice. Uh, and fight for justice. Appreciate you. And I appreciate all those qualities in you, Danielle, which is why I love, you know, doing this every week for as long as we've been doing it. Thank you. That is it for me today, folks, on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today. 
by visiting musicgives.org.